Welcome to More Ask for What You Want. Ladies, this podcast is for you. How often do you dream of the life you want, but are waiting for someone to give you permission? This podcast is about empowering women in getting off the floor and blasting through the ceiling personally and professionally. Asking for more with confidence, assurance, and success without doubt getting in the way. Tracy will help you so you can build the muscle which will change your relationship with money, attention, time, love, career, and really anywhere else you are settling and saying yes to less, but really wanting and deserving more. Welcome to More. Ask for what you want. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of More, Ask for What You Want. And as much as most of us think we ask for what we want, we tend to get in the way of that and we tend to not be really clear on why we want what we want, right? So with that said, let's get into episode number 11. You don't want to admit it, overwhelm and the desire to bolt. That is the working title. So what is this topic idea today? What in the heck am I talking about? Well, it is not really that much of a mystery. And the reason I say that is most of us don't realize the patterns and the behaviors that create overwhelm. And when we feel overwhelm and the desire to bolt from it, we don't want to admit it to anybody. You as a leader, absolutely are not interested in sharing with other people. I want to get the hell out of here. I don't want to do this. I want to escape to a desert island, whatever. But most of us associate that feeling with, oh my God, I must be totally incompetent. I'm a loser or whatever harsh language the dictator in your head has in store for you. Because of course, it's that thing in your head that drives your problem with the fact that you are overwhelmed, right? It's like you're not supposed to be, but yet there's things you do that drive it. And yet you probably don't even realize why. So you can scratch your head and maybe you want to go cry in a corner. Uh, or maybe you're like I used to be, which is really stoic. And what I would do is go for a walk or sometimes cry by myself in the bathroom. And it was really difficult to me because I felt I had an image to maintain and if the leader is cracking, who is in charge? And it wasn't that it was cracking or that you're cracking. And I think that's a, a rough way of putting it. It's not so much about that as it is about how you get there in the first place. And you know, for me, it was, I see that desert island calling my name. And if I run off there, will the world even notice or care? That was my thing. So let me give you a little introduction into what I am going to take a deeper dive into today. As a female leader, it can be difficult to be honest with anyone about the pressure to perform. Oh my God. The overwhelm, the expectations you have of yourself, and sometimes feeling like you're propping yourself up with strings and someone is pulling them. The exhaustion. But who can you tell, right? And another part of you says, why would I want to tell anyone? I just want to run away. Even let's say you get to talk to your mate or your friend. And I talked to my husband about this stuff and, you know, he is awesome. He listens, all of that, but he is not in my position and it can feel very isolating when I've had those moments. 
And so it doesn't necessarily take the edge off to talk to your friends because it's not about complaining and I don't complain. I basically divulge what is happening and what I feel like and what, what is my motivation and what do I want to do with it? Right. But a lot of times there's a fear. If you do start talking to your mate or your friends, or you've been doing it for years and you feel like <clears throat> you're divulging too many details and that can give the wrong impression to people. Like you're worried about how they may per be perceiving you. And even though these are people in your personal life, you still want to have that respect and look like a damn leader, right? So the desire to curl up in a ball or become a worker at a job that requires no leadership all of a sudden sounds really super appealing. And like I said, I've been here and I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in a minute. But first, let's get to the real deal here. Okay. Is this a problem? That's the big question. Or is it, I should say, problems? Well, to me, when I have talked to other female leaders, it is a problem. If you actually want to feel alive, and I mean feel alive, feel in capital letters, that just took the part of a leader. So it's not just I look like a leader, right? I want to actually feel alive as a leader. You want to stop apologizing to others, to your management team, to clients, or anyone you stand and judge yourself through their eyes. Do you get what I'm saying? You're assuming you know what they are judging you on or what they think. And so you're looking at it through their eyes, not your own. But in essence, however you're perceiving they're looking at you without knowing, you're doing the same thing to yourself. So you think if you show a crack, they're going to think you should be staying at home and not leading anybody, right? Another thing, the problem is you never develop the love and respect for yourself. Your motivation remains extrinsic. So whether you're successful or not is through the eyes, again, of everybody else. And then you decide from their judgment if you're worthy or not. <clears throat> Your self-worth is the issue. Even if you have multiple degrees, multiple companies, are the CEO of a Fortune 100 company, and so on, you may feel you're in a precariously high position where people expect you to be a man or they expect you to be perfect. So there is not a way to look at it. You know, they're always looking for you to fail, right? In your mind, they're on the lookout for, of course, she's going to fail. She's going to do something stupid. She's going to ruin it. Something in there, right? And this is old conditioning, by the way. This isn't just because you have this position. So there's not a way you are looking at the source of overwhelm or exhaustion when you have all these high expectations of yourself, when you have this idea that you're not worth it, you have no value unless you are performing how you believe other people think you should perform. So you're not, you're basically not looking at the mountain you choose to climb. You just figure this is the way it is. And a lot of us do that. Hey, this is just uh, overwhelm and exhaustion. This just goes with the job. And the funny thing is, is that men don't really go through this in the same way that women do. Right. And of course they work differently, which is neither here nor there, but it's just to show a contrast. So 
this isn't the way it has to be. And this is why these are problems that are going to plague you as long as no one is coming along to change it for you. No one is going to wave a magic wand and change your environment or change your situation or change anything about your position and how you feel about yourself. And it can only be done by you. And with that, you will still have the urge to run far, far away before you decide to stay where you are and keep climbing your mountain. And I know this so well about climbing the freaking mountain. So what's the wake up statement? You can wait your entire career for enough validation to give you permission to be real, or you can take the risk and look at how you make it hard for you to stop creating your own mountain to climb. So <clears throat> I'm going to talk about the solution in a second, but a little bit about me in this situation. So I was recently here, my partner, and I, as far as my business partner and I parted ways a couple months ago and it was for the best, no hard feelings. That's not the issue. It was just part of what was happening in my business in transition. Too many spinning plates, not enough manpower or the realization of the two things, the aforementioned mountain that I just spoke about. Yes. I was one of those people who takes action and people would always be so surprised. Oh my God, you did that. Wow. That would have taken me a lot longer to do or holy crap. What did you do? You're like a magician. And of course <laughs> I, I was always trying to get up to the top of the mountain and plant my flag in it and believe that finally I would arrive. So I'm on the mountain constantly climbing it, whether my revenue is $10 or $100 million. Whatever I'm doing now as a leader will not change too much at any revenue. And that is what I have learned, having watched my revenue grow, that, okay, I have grown as a leader in some ways, but that self-worth, that piece, that doesn't change because it's not extrinsic. Your self-worth is intrinsic. And that, to me, was the biggest what choices do I want to make? And that's what I'm saying. Like I can talk to my husband about these things and that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, there's still decisions for me to, to, to do. Right. And it has to look to me like I, at this point in my life am preserving my value. I need to matter enough to myself to not go into overwhelm and not bolt. I look at it as a growth opportunity and, uh, said to my husband, what is the point of what I do? Or am I just going to write 10 books on top of the one I've already written and have that be my life? And I say these things as sort of weighing out how I feel as I say it. So I'm just sharing this with you because when I'm sharing about myself, I'm sharing from the perspective of, I see it, I know it, and I know I have a choice to make. And I really pay attention to how I feel, not feel like, oh, I'm so frustrated or I'm sad. It's not that. I look for the feeling of motivation inside of me and I look at what motivates me, right? So that's how it's changed for me. As before, I would just be in overwhelm and like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. And then I would just keep working through it, right? And eventually I could numb myself or distract myself enough that I wouldn't notice it. I've had... <laughs> jobs as a leader where it has been really challenging and I would tell nobody about any of it at all. So, you know, for me, that version of quietly bolting is about me mattering enough to me. And the problem is for most women, often we're not including who we are and how we feel in the equation to be a leader. 
We want to be a leader for certain reasons, but a lot of times we don't take into account on a deeper level who we truly are and our feelings. We try to just intellectualize them or move past them. They're pesky. They're a pain in the ass, but that's not helping. So most of us just want to achieve a certain level of success because we feel it'll give us freedom, the freedom that we lack, the freedom we lack because of how we treat ourselves and how our self-worth is tied up in all of this. So I was no different till I realized no matter what the size it was, my relation, meaning the size of my business, it was my relationship to myself and how hard I felt I had to work to have success that made the difference. It did not mean I said, screw it. And I was going to go lay on the couch and do nothing. It meant taking care of the emotions and drilling down to what beliefs and patterns stood in my way. Because I know everything is within everything. My self-worth and level of deserving were at stake when I allowed overwhelm to dictate my mood and my choices. So if this is something you are struggling with and you need help, please email me at business at tracycrossley.com because I have programs specifically for leaders in getting rid of self-doubt, in raising self-worth, in getting out of comparison, in getting out of competing and being successful on your own terms as a fluid leader, because that means you're in a space to probably excel in a way that you never thought you could. So anyways, if you're interested, because I believe in giving people tools that they can take through their lives and make changes. Like I don't expect you to work with me forever. I expect that you're going to learn and then you're going to go on your own and you're going to succeed. What's the solution getting back to that? Well, like I just said, it's all about you. You have a choice, the choice of bolting, running away, even if it is just mentally checking out or feeling isolated by your overwhelm, that's not really a choice, okay? You're just there and you're not realizing that you're making the choice. I'm talking about having an awareness of the choice you're making. So a choice is to look at what you fear, to look at how you're with the same mindset, even if it has up-leveled in terms of expectations of title, of the environment, of money, of whatever, doesn't matter. The extrinsic doesn't matter because you still have the same insecurities and the same fears. Because anytime what you do happens to be, let's say, uh, waiting on somebody else to give you validation or reward, then it's extrinsic and you are at the mercy of things outside of you rather than inside of you. So a fear-based mindset is still in charge and that's where your choice is. Even if you hide the mindset really well, it's still operating. Most people operate from a fearful mindset rather than a different mindset that says, I trust myself. I love myself. I am a rock star. And not just saying those words because you had a big win, but feeling them because you believe in yourself. So overwhelm comes from the perception of climbing mountains. How you prioritize yourself as a human being matters. How you don't think others can do what you do, but on the same hand, believe there's competition that could take what you have away from all of the tasks you create from your visionary ideas, only to feel you have to apologize to your employees and so on. Oh my God, all of that is so overwhelming when you put that together, right? But we set the precedent for it. Your overwhelm is just a reminder of how you're not capable according to the dictator in your head, not anywhere else, 
just the jerk in your head who is telling you how you do not add up to anything wonderful. And that becomes the choice, the choice of you or you keep chasing the mountain. That is your choice. It's not black and white. It's shades of gray. It is to first be aware of how you create overwhelm as a pattern. And then with it comes that urge to bolt. So you got to dig deeper into your psyche and go, well, why do I do it? How does it sabotage my time, my energy and focus? Where did it start? And what did it save me from? Go back to childhood if you really want to get some great answers, right? And I don't really, you know, I'm not a proponent of going back and doing a bunch of stuff in childhood. I'm more about going back so you can get to the root of something and understand it and then do something in the present moment about it. And the thing is, all of this is to say there's a benefit to going into overwhelm or choosing a mountain to climb because you wouldn't do it if there was no benefit. That's just human beings work that way. So even the worst of circumstances, there has to be some kind of benefit or forget it. And so your choice is not going to be overnight, nor is it just one step. It's to realize this is a pattern and you get to ask yourself, do I want it? Do I want this pattern? Do I want to remain in this relationship with myself the way it is? And of course, then that means relating to everybody on your team. Do I want to keep that? It is to realize by getting rid of it, you up your self-worth. And by doing so, it's easier to be honest with others and not from a victim perspective, but from being a real person, a person forging her own unique way in the world. The wake-up statement again. You can wait your entire career for enough validation to give you permission to be real, or you can take the risk and look at how you make it hard for you to stop creating your own mountain to climb. You have a right to empowerment. You have a right to power and influence while feeling like shit and not burying yourself in it or checking out. You get to choose a mountain or the valleys. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Let's wrap this up. So overwhelm and that desire to bolt is just something you create for yourself. It's a pattern that you live in over and over and over. And to recognize it is part of setting yourself free from it. So for the moment, you might hate what you do. You may feel you're totally incompetent, a loser, whatever the harsh language, again, the dictator put in your head. And frankly, it's about changing not just that language inside of you. And, you know, we really didn't address that today because I don't like to give you a laundry list of things to do. I like to give you just a couple things to do because that's the best place to start when you're doing the inside work. And I know a lot of women have done a lot of work on themselves. But what I find is that that has to be at a very deep level. Otherwise, nothing will permanently change. So with that, I will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Tracy and her programs, please visit tracycrossley.com or reach out to Tracy at happiness at tracycrossley.com to book a discovery session. And thanks again for listening.